When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. Sponsored by Granite Transformations. Done in a day. Beautiful for life. And welcome back to the second hour of Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. Belinda After Dark is back for another hour. And we are talking about cocktails. The spirits that are going to make your holidays shine. Oh, that is beautiful. That was just served to me by Madison Birch. She is the beverage director for Grain, Tavern Point, and Seven Lamps. And she's the mixologist, um, the mixologist as well. Okay, this is the cutest thing I've ever seen. It's like a mason jar with the lid that has this little star pattern. And then in the middle is a straw. Okay, let me try it. Oh, Madison, that is delicious. It's like your take on the Moscow Mule. It is. We call it the Midtown Mule. We wanted to give it a little bit of an updated kind of fresh spin. Oh, my gosh. This is the cutest thing ever. Is this how you serve it in the bar? Sometimes we do, especially for doing offsite events or uh, anything for the neighborhood. It's a really cute way where you can walk around. You don't have to worry about spilling. It's not a big fancy cocktail glass. Oh, that is adorable. It has. I, I taste the basil. And so what's what's in the, the Midtown Mule? Well, we start with our uh, just very straightforward vodka. Uh, and then in a traditional Moscow Mule, you would have your ginger, beer, and your lime. So we actually make a homemade syrup uh, using pineapple and fresh oranges with basil and a little bit of vanilla bean. Uh, and we cook that down. It usually takes about an hour, and we'll make a batch that'll last us a couple of days. Uh, and then we just shake it up with some fresh lime juice and some Fever Tree Club Soda on top. Okay, Fever Tree Club Soda, I have never heard of that. What is that? Fever Tree is a very popular uh, brand of just artisan, very well-made, bottled, all-natural mixers. So they do okay. a ginger beer, a ginger ale, uh, club soda. They do an East Indian tonic. Because I thought ginger beer was in uh, Moscow Mule, so it's it's no ginger beer in here. There's not. Traditionally, you would see ginger beer. um, And at one of our restaurants at Seven Lamps, we make our ginger beer from scratch. Uh, But at uh, Grain, we actually, because we're incorporating ginger into the syrup for the cocktail, we just need that little bit of extra carbonation. We don't necessarily need more spicy ginger. I think I like it without the ginger beer, actually. I'm glad to hear that. I think I like it a lot. Okay, so Grain, tell us about Grain Restaurant. And I love it because it's a small, intimate neighborhood bar restaurant. But Grain is incorporated, you know, Grain as in the alcohol. But the the wood that's on the inside of the bar is, is a very homey and welcoming. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, just a beautiful space that we opened around this time last year. I think it was the week after Thanksgiving. Uh, but we have a lot of wood detailing the restaurant that's reclaimed wood from a lumber mill in North Georgia. Um, and it is, it's just a very 
intimate, casual, kind of cozy neighborhood cocktail bar. And so, I mean, we were kind of going for that, just pop in and out, kind of New Orleans or New York style, grab a great drink and meet with a few friends in a really nice, cozy environment. So it is on what street in Midtown? It is on West Peachtree. Okay. Uh, So if you check on our website or... um, on like Yelp or anything, it's going to show up as 845 Spring Street. And that's mm-hmm. actually our mailing address. So we've had some confusion there. But if you take a left from Spring onto Abercrombie, we're right there at the corner of West Peachtree and Abercrombie, about a block down from the Renaissance. Okay. So it's very accessible. There's there's street parking and then there's decks nearby and lots there that are available for parking. Absolutely. The street parking is usually the easiest way to go. There's plenty of it nearby. And then we have Tavern Point that's right down from the radio station here That's uh, that we love at lunch, of course, and happy hour. And uh, Drew is doing great there. I had his, his chili, his chicken chili with... Um, it's the boiled peanuts. With boiled peanuts was amazing. It's just mind blowing. I love that stuff. I ate it every day. Uh, it, it's tremendous. And then Seven Lamps over in the shops of Linux. Seven Lamps was uh, the first restaurant I signed on with with the group and with Chef Drew Van Leuven. And I just absolutely fell in love. I feel like that restaurant is my baby. Well, you have lots of work ahead of you as a mixologist for those three restaurants. If you have a question about cocktails for the holiday season, we're going to be talking about this is a tremendous cocktail that we're going to have the recipe on the website, how you can make it at home and impress your friends. And maybe you can do a little uh, bell jar like this and serve it at home. But give us a call, 404-872-0750. That's 404-872-0750. 750. Madison, let's go to the phone lines and speak with Beth in Atlanta. Beth, you're on WSB. How are you tonight? I'm great. How are you doing? Good. What can we help you with? I have a question. I love the festivity of cocktails um, during the holiday season. This year, we are hosting some people who are non-drinkers. They're sober, so they're non-drinkers. And they had mentioned the possibility of us having some mocktails available. Sure. Um, so I'm wondering if you have any thoughts about what might be a good mocktail recipe um, that would be good for the holiday season for us to um, allow those guests to enjoy with us. Because you don't want to just set out Coke, Diet Coke and Sprite for those people. They want to right. have a little fun as well. Right. Uh This is a great question. We actually, I get asked for mocktails all the time in the restaurant. And it's really a neat thing because it's usually for such a great reason, like somebody wanting to be the designated driver, just stay safe on their evening out. Uh, And we love to see that in the bar community. But one of my easiest go-tos is using a lot of these syrups that we create in-house because they're already non-alcoholic and they have some really interesting and sometimes complex flavor uh, compounds in there. So even something like the Midtown Mule, and we'll have that recipe up there with how to make the syrup. But it's got, you know, pineapple and basil and ginger and orange and vanilla and all these wonderful kind of, some of them are holiday driven flavors. And I would just add that to the lime juice and just leave the vodka out, add your club soda. You could even shake it up if you want to and then top it with the soda. And I would put it in a really special kind of fun cocktail glass. And the last thing you want to do is be drinking a mocktail, but everybody knows it because you're you're drinking out of the kid's water glass. 
So, I mean, even to throw it in a martini glass, have fun with it. And vodka is kind of a tasteless alcohol. But so are you going to miss? Is it going to alter the taste of the cocktail much to have the vodka missing from this drink? Well, I mean, uh, vodka by North American definition is an odorless, tasteless, colorless spirit. So, right. So, uh, I mean, you might be missing that little bit of kick, but hey, throw some extra ginger in the syrup, make it a little bit spicier, and nobody's going to miss it. All right. That's a great idea. And, Beth, these recipes are going to be up on BelindaSkelton.com on Monday. So uh, just put together these simple syrups and put it in a cool glass, and you are good to go. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for listening. That is a great idea to serve it in a festive glass as as well. So you are not making them feel um, unusual. Yeah, I've seen some great things. I've seen uh, women going out that ask for club soda with a little bit of grenadine and they want it in a wine glass. Sure. Uh, You know, it's just kind of a a less sweet Shirley Temple, but it looks like you're having a great glass of sparkling rosé. It's smart. So these simple syrups... It says simple. How simple are they? Uh, I think they're very simple. Um, <laughs> I, I hope that... Well, you're a mixologist. <laughs> right, and there are ways that you can improve, you know, the quality or the taste of a syrup in ways that even I might not notice if I were to taste them back to back. But in my head, I think I need to do them this way so they're as good as they can be for the restaurant. But, you know, at home, it's throw it all in a pot, bring it to a boil, let it simmer for 20 minutes, strain and cool. So isn't a simple syrup basically just equal parts sugar and water to begin with? It is. That's what we would call a one-to-one ratio simple syrup. So whatever you add on top of that is just adding flavor to that simple syrup. Absolutely. And then you just put it in the refrigerator. Yeah, most syrups will last for several days, maybe even up to a week. Uh, If you're ever curious about whether or not it's time to get rid of the syrup, if you just give the bottle or container a shake, if you see any cloudiness at all, you know it's time to go. Okay, and you can add almost any flavor and then strain it out. You want to obviously strain it out before you mix it in your cocktail, I would think. Absolutely. If you want to leave it in for a couple of days and let it get a lot of flavor before you're ready to use it, that's fine too. Just keep it refrigerated. Okay, if you have questions or comments about cocktails for the holiday, Madison Birch is here, mixologist for some of the top restaurants in Atlanta, 404-872-0750. That's 404-872-0750. 0750. So Madison, I've seen this this revival in the bar industry and thank God that that the bottled mixers have gone by the wayside. I don't know of anybody. Well, no. Sorry. I stopped at a Mexican restaurant in a very small town in North Carolina and ordered a margarita and they still were using the old margarita mix. But um you never see that anymore. You don't. Um, I mean, it's still very prevalent. The companies that make those mixers are still making a killing. Uh, (laughs) They're still doing very, very well. Um, But it seems like maybe some of the people using them are being a little sneakier about it. Uh, and some of us have decided we it's worth the work to squeeze the fresh juice and, you know, do something really fresh with great local ingredients every day. And when I found out that a margarita with that mix was 500 calories and a margarita 
with the fresh squeezed lime and the agave juice and the grenadine was uh, a fourth of that. I was like, sign me up. That has changed my life. Okay. And you have a special uh, thing going on at Grain tomorrow night with a guest bartender is coming in. We do. And I mean, guest bartenders are always really exciting. This is extra special and just very close to everyone's heart um, in Atlanta. But his name is Jonathan Pogash. He is a, um, a consultant known as the Cocktail Guru. Really cool guy. He got his start bar backing at the Russian Tea Room. Oh, wow. In New York City, which, I mean, dream place to start right. your bartending right. career. Uh, you know, start at the top. Um, and he moved his way up, eventually branched out, started his own company called the Cocktail Guru, and now has teams in New York and all over New England that go around the country putting on huge events with these really high-quality craft cocktails that he creates for people. Um, He is also our U.S. Bartenders Guild Northeastern Regional Vice President, uh, which is just incredible. It's a lot of work. And he edited Mr. Boston's 75th Anniversary Edition um, a couple years ago. So he will be signing his books. It'll be 15 bucks each. And then he'll be shaking up drinks with Van Gogh gin and tap Canadian whiskey sherry finish from 6 to 9 tomorrow. Excellent. And that's going to be at Grain tomorrow night. Um, so stop by and see uh, Mr. Jonathan, the cocktail guru. You're listening to Atlanta Lit. Take your quality of life up a notch. A good Southern woman would not show up empty-handed. <laughs> with the new Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. I never thought I would have a dessert with bacon in it. On WSB. We are taking your quality of life up a notch by sharing great cocktails for the holiday season with you. This is coming to you by Atlanta's one of the finest Uh, mixologist at the top restaurants Madison Birch uh, mixologist and beverage director at um, Seven Lamps Tavern Point and Grain and uh, we have a new cocktail what is this Uh, this is something really really simple that one of my mentors walked in one night and said hey put these two spirits together and serve it to me and smells strong it is it's very strong Uh, (laughs) (laughs) warning it's going to be a good night. Uber. Okay. Uh, and I tasted it. And I said, that needs to be on a menu. How about mine? And he told me I could do it. So it's mine. Wow. I taste a little chocolate. It is. It's a uh, Borghetti Cafe, which is an Italian espresso liqueur. Mm-hmm. Equal parts of that with a completely unaged mezcal. Okay. I don't know what you're saying now. Uh, super, super smoky agave based spirit. Oh, wow. A oh. lot of people associate it with tequila. Right. Uh, but, it's but it's different. Very smoky and rich and thick and kind of hearty. That is delicious. And a now, little bit of Mexican mole. That's where the chocolate's coming from, right? The chocolate taste, the Probably mole. That and the espresso liqueur right. a little bit. Oh, wow. This is. Now, would this be an after dinner drink or a. Because it, it can be heavy. It can be. It could go either way. Uh, I would definitely enjoy that after dinner if you're a cigar lover. Right. I it's would a say sipper. that is for you. It's a sipper. It is. And definitely something maybe after dinner or at the end of the night. Um, or if you're just having cocktails, maybe that with some like cheese, some really nice cheeses or charcuterie. Right. What do you, what's, what do you call it? What's the name? Uh, we call it the Roxbury Mayor. The Roxbury Mayor. 
Oh, I love the names of these cocktails. They are <laughs> tremendous. Okay. So, folks, if you have questions about how to set up your bar for a party, Madison is going to walk you step by step through that when we come back because you can't have one of everything setting out. It will break the bank. And this is News 955 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Melinda Skelton's Atlanta Living, sponsored by Granite Transformations. Done in a day, beautiful for life. And welcome back to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. All right, Madison, it's time for us to give something away. We can't give away cocktails because, you know, that's probably illegal on so many levels. So we are going to give away the McDonald's weekend prize pack. Uh, How about a pair of tickets to the Bud Light concert series with Brian Adams on April the 16th? Um, That's next year, 2016. So plan ahead at the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater produced by the ASO. And a family four-pack of tickets to an upcoming Atlanta Gladiators game at the Infinity uh, Energy Arena at Gwinnett. And four passes to see the movie Room at Terra Theater. And, get this, a McDonald's $25 arch card. Okay, DeMarco, and since you saved the day earlier by having... A, uh, a wine opener in your car. I'm not asking any questions why it was there, but you did save the day. So you're the hero of the night. Um, we're going to take caller number three to 404-741-0750. That's uh, 404-741-0750. Walks away with this fabulous McDonald's weekend prize pack. And DeMarco will take your um, call on that. Getting back to Madison Birch, she is mixologist and beverage director for Grain, one of my favorite little uh, places. And um, I'm not a, um, um, oh, I just lost it. Not oyster. Yes, oysters. Oysters. Uh, I'm not an oyster eater. I, I think they're kind of vile. But uh, my husband thinks that that grain has the best oysters ever. And he loved them. I love the other food, but he loves Grain's oysters. So she's the beverage director at, at Grain, Tavern Point, and Seven Lamps. And so what we're going to do now, this segment, is tell you how to set up your holiday bar because if you're going to have an open bar you cannot have one of everything setting out first of all it will cost you a fortune second of all it will be a total mess and third it's just very confusing for the guest so madison being a mixologist and a beverage director guide us oh one and tell us how to set up a very um clean concise beverage party center bar at our home without breaking the bank absolutely this is uh something that i think a lot of people struggle with uh if you google this you will get a million different answers yeah Uh, a long time ago i taught a class on building your home bar uh that we sold tickets to at seven lamps and that's the first thing i did was google it and um i i couldn't make sense of anything i read But in my experience doing open bars for people, um, it's just know your audience. 
If I am making drinks for my brother's engagement party, my my brother is so enthusiastic about craft beer. He just loves it. So I am going to buy some on the kind of more modest end of the spectrum, Mm -hmm. craft, local kind of brewery stuff. And I'm going to make a beer tail and mix my spirits with some beer. You're going to mix liquor with beer? Oh, absolutely. Beer tails are all the rage. It's kind of seriously. People love it. It's beer delicious. Tail. Get like a really nice hoppy beer, a West Coast IPA, and throw, you know, a couple of different flavors together with some spirits. It it absolutely wow. works. Okay. I would have to Google that because I would never try that on my own. There's a really great book out called Cocktails on Tap that Ooh, just okay. hit earlier this year. Uh, I got mine on Amazon. It's um, just incredible. But it's all about recipes. You could do hot beer cocktails. Uh, think like a hot, like a really nice milky chocolate nitro stout beer with some whiskey and vanilla. Like a Guinness or something? Yeah, like a Guinness or um, I often use like a left-hand nitro milk stout or New Holland Poet oatmeal stout. Okay. And then kind of an after dinner. This is like a whole a new world drink. that I've never even considered. Oh, it's a, a very tail. popular You're thing You're calling right it now. a beer tail. Yeah, a beer tail. Um, I've heard ale tail. That's a really fun one. Okay. Uh, or just beer cocktail. Okay. You say. Uh, but that's, you know, my brother loves craft beer. So that's what everybody wanted and everybody loved it. Um, if my mom is throwing a party and she wants some help, they don't drink spirits very often. They think the idea of a cocktail is really fun, but they're wine and beer people. So mm-hmm. we're probably going to stick with vodka. We're going to be very safe. Mm-hmm. Or a white rum. Okay. And so that's where I'm going to aim my focus. Uh, or if you're serving a lot of people and you want to make it really easy, do a punch. Uh, you know, just find a great recipe, um, usually something involving an oleosaccharum. You know you're on the right track. It's a big word, but it's super easy. It means massaging lemon peels with sugar until you get the oil out of them. Uh, and you start with that, you're going to make a great punch. Okay. But I would, I mean, I would say just read your audience. You know, you want to have kind of your basics, your vodka gin, rum, tequila, maybe some kind of triple sec. Or if you have scotch drinkers coming, you might want a scotch. Uh, But don't break the bank on vodka. People put tonic and lime and every other flavor on top of it. And you don't need gray goose. Um, Gin, people might have a martini. If you know you have martini drinkers, you might want to, you know, uh, spend a little bit more on a higher quality gin. Okay. Or know what kind they like. If they like a new American style that's very herbal and maybe a little more fruit peel involved as opposed to the very juniper straightforward London dry. Um, or uh, even with tequilas, you can kind of, I would stay in the middle. Yeah, I started to say on tequila, I never know which way to go on that. You know, um, can you tell the difference in a cocktail? With tequila and a margarita, whether you're getting like low end, medium, medium end, or high end tequila, I believe uh, strongly that you can tell if you have very, very bad tequila. Okay, um, but I personally cannot tell between middle of the road and very high end. And there are a lot of middle of the road tequilas that are just as good. I don't go out and spend all my money on Patron. For, you know, this little bottle for 50 bucks. Right. When you're mixing it with other ingredients. Right. I'm going to get maybe Hemador, which is a beautiful white tequila, or uh, Coralejo is a beautiful white tequila that are very reasonably priced. And honestly, if you're making your uh, margaritas the right way, I 
I can't tell you that anybody's going to say that's not Patron. Should you go with a white tequila if you're mixing over a gold? I would. I, I definitely would. Because um, of a cleaner flavor? There is. And also the confusion between, you know, is it a, a lower quality tequila or is this an aged tequila? You know, it's it's not always just, is it, you know, a gold tequila that's not a Blanco and not um, distilled to that level? Or is it aged? And mm-hmm. maybe it's a lot better, but I don't know necessarily that I want a lot of the wood and the oak uh, involved in aging with my lime juice and triple right. sec. Right. Because it's not going to really show. Right. You, I mean, you never want to use like a really nice aged rum in a daiquiri. And there are people that would crucify me for saying that. But it, it's a light, refreshing drink. And I want a beautiful white rum. And I want my lime juice. And I want a little simple syrup. And that's it. Okay. Great. Now, if I want to impress my boss with a nice bottle of red wine. And I have a price point just middle of the road price point i'm just going to leave it at that i don't know say under a hundred dollars what would you suggest to the listeners i would definitely go with italian wine okay i personally think that a lot of italian wines in the atlanta market are severely undervalued Uh, i have found that that is the easiest place to get an amazing amount of bang for your buck um, one of my favorites, if you really want to blow somebody away, um, and this is just a mental picture. When I think of the boss, I think of like, he wants the big California cab and, yeah. you know, this very in-depth, complex, you know, hearty red wine. Um, I would go with an Alianico. Uh, it's not something you hear about all the time, but it's definitely one of my favorites or maybe a Nebbiolo. I'm sure um, I've heard of Nebbiolo. Which is, you know, Barolo, mm-hmm. kind of the king of Italian wines. Right. It's what people ever sought after. A Nebbiolo could be the exact same thing, but uh, not quite aged as long. And you think of the boss, getting the boss a nice bottle of bourbon. Oh, absolutely. Okay. What would you suggest there? I'm going to say, depending on the season, uh, we were talking about Pappy earlier, of course, because it is that season, that time of year where we all get excited about our Pappy right. and our Sazerac 18 and uh, all the fun things that come out this time of year. But it, not everybody knows how to go and find a bottle of Pappy. They make it hard for a reason. Right. Uh, I would say something that I would really appreciate would be like a nice bottle of Angel's Envy. Okay, Angel's Envy. Never heard of that. Angel's Envy. It is a Kentucky wine that is uh, a... Ain't, uh, what? Kentucky wine. I'm sorry. Kentucky uh, <laughs> Kentucky bourbon. <laughs> okay. It is a Kentucky bourbon. I've got a little bottle of it here. It's um, oh, a beautiful bottle with the angel wings on the back, but uh, it is a very sophisticated bottle. Um, but it's actually Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey that is finished in port wine barrels. So you get this really beautiful complexity and richness. Um, and a little bit of that kind of raisinated quality to it just at the end. That okay. Very complex, beautiful bourbon. Okay. Now, I always get confused on this. Kentucky bourbon, no, wait, bourbon can only be made in Kentucky or what? what, what are the rules here? The rules are much, much easier uh, than a lot of people think. I, I run into this question all the time, and I used to get it mixed up as well, and then I actually pulled up the laws. They make those really hard to find. Uh, but we finally got our hands on some. Uh, bourbon is aged for a minimum of two years in brand-new, never-used, 
American white oak barrels okay. uh, that have been charred. Mm-hmm. To some extent, there's no rule on how much, uh, but it has to be made in America. Okay. There is a county in Kentucky called Bourbon County. Okay. And that, I think, is probably where we originally got the name, but it's, it has nothing to do with the legal issues there. It's just American whiskey that's uh, 51% corn or more. Okay, let's go to the phone lines and, and talk to, we have Brandon in Atlanta. Brandon, you're on WSB. How are you, sweetheart? Hey, pretty good. Um, I do have a quick question. I'm a young professional, and we go to bars quite often uh, for meetings and stuff. And one of the drinks that I normally get when I go to a bar, because I can't stand beer, one of the drinks that I, go, that I get when I go to a bar is a mojito, because you can't taste the liquor, but it's very refreshing. Mm-hmm. But obviously that type of drink, A, is not very professional, and B, quite frankly, you don't have it in that many bars. So is there a drink that you would recommend that, you know, is alcoholic that I really can't taste the liquor in that doesn't taste too bad? <laughs> that is a great question, That where, where you can come across professional but still have a cocktail. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, I I actually want to ask, because it could really change the answer here, but wh- where do you normally go? Can I ask that? Uh, around Alpharetta. That's where, well, no, I, I take that back. We go to New York. We go to uh, usually hotel bars. Okay. A lot of times it's hotel bars. Okay. Hotel bars usually actually have a, a much better stock than some other bars that you could go to um, just because they have a different management structure for who decides what goes behind that bar. But I... Um, if you want to stick in that that same category, I would even suggest like a Collins, like a Gin Collins or a Tom Collins or even a Vodka a Tom Collins. Collins. I've heard of that. Yeah, I mean, and those are those are old school, very respectable drinks. Absolutely. I mean, it's something that people are going to say, oh, you know, Manhattan's old fashions, Collins. It's right up there. The daiquiri is making its way back to that. It is not the frozen, creamy lime juice and cherry drink that we all thought of. You know, it's. A pretty sophisticated drink but i mean at collins you're looking at basically like a vodka sparkling lemonade but it's oh, okay. delicious thank you thank you so much absolutely all right that is a great question brandon oh yeah good for you okay madison we're gonna have to have you back again our time has come to a close and you need to get back and start shaking some cocktails at the grain or one of the other uh, locations Uh, thank you so much and if people want to um, they can follow you Um, would you like to send them to one of the the restaurants websites yeah absolutely we do have uh, seven lamps we have tavern point we also have grain bar um, or you can also follow me it's at madison barkeep Thank you so much. Oh, our pleasure. And all of these recipes that we've talked about will be up on BelindaSkelton.com on Monday. Stay tuned. Breaking Chews with David Danzig coming up next. And welcome back to Atlanta Living. It is time for Breaking Chews. Now, this is our weekly check-in on all the -the up-to-the-minute breaking news about local restaurants, chefs, and festivals. I'm here with our favorite foodie correspondent, David Danzig, of the website BitesAndSites.net, also a food writer for Atlanta Social Season Magazine, and, of course, BelindaSkelton.com. So, David, do you have a new place to satisfy that seafood craving? Yeah. Yeah, so 
it's bad enough, you know, Pont City Market, we waited so I long know. for this jewel box of an amazing place to open. But just knowing that Ann Quatrano and Clifford Harrison, they're the people behind Bacchanalia, mm-hmm. Float Away Cafe, and Star Provisions, that they had a seafood concept wrapped inside of this construction, It, it I was more excited about that i think then my son is for the star wars movie that's coming out so rest easy okay seafood nerds like me wh styles fish camp it's also known as dubs fish camp okay this is gonna give landlocked people like us you know this magnificent seafood experience it's a casual atmosphere and so the name styles this is ann quatrano's great 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 grandfather oh, gosh and dubs is the nickname of her cho- chocolate labrador the the dog's name is styles also so it's got a lot of intimate nostalgia in her heart so and when ann puts her mind to something it's always magnificent so dubs fish camp you go into pont city market to the food you can go in through the food hall or through the outside seating area and it is just this incredible little jewel there's this oyster counter there and they're shucking oysters um they've got all these incredible varieties from well fleets to shigogus to hog islands Beausoleils, you know just the best oysters in the in, on the planet and they're served on this these ice pellets they look like little triple a battery ice pellets it's so cool and then and on the menu, you've got lobster rolls and shrimp mm-hmm. po'boys, barbecue shrimp and calamari, and they're all just just perfect renditions of probably the best times you've ever had them when you've been seaside. So you know, Dub's Fish Camp in the Pont City Market. I mean, you're sitting there like, is this really Atlanta? I mean, it's so cool. And so going to Pont City Market almost makes me feel like I'm on vacation. And when I eat at Dub's inside Pont City Market, I feel like I'm on vacation in my vacation. It's just, it's a wonderful place. Now I want calamari. You've got to go check it out. I've got lots of pictures. I've got all the links up at BelindaSkelton.com. Check it out. You'll be blown away. All right. You're listening to Atlanta Living only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB.